I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. The 2022 FIFA World Cup has been controversy's favorite child ever since Qatar won the rights to host the prestigious tournament back in 2010. And now, with the tournament just over two months away, it has been hit with another one. Qatar doesn't seem to be entirely ready to host the World Cup. What's the issue? Let me quickly break it down for you. The Luzel Super Cup match held on Friday night at Qatar's brand new $767 million Luzel Stadium. Drew close to seventy-eight thousand spectators. This is the stadium that will host the twenty twenty-two World Cup final. However, a lot of the spectators, if not all, weren't happy. Most of them ended up complaining about the poor air conditioning, lack of bathrooms, and access to water. Supporters also complained that there were no bus services to the stadium from some of the parking spots, which forced them to walk for more than forty-five minutes in thirty-five degree heat. In addition, due to stadium regulations. Many attendees, including children, had their water taken away once they arrived at the venue, which means audiences inevitably struggled to buy food or drinks because the majority of the vendors were out of stock at most times. Fans also went on to state that if the stadium continues to be in this condition, they will not attend any of the World Cup matches. The long queues, long walks to the stadium, scarcity of drinking water, and subpar air conditioning is definitely a concern. Especially since this is the first World Cup to be ever held in air-conditioned stadiums. Furthermore, Qatar anticipates that 1.2 million visitors will come to Doha during the tournament. The stadiums have hardly been Qatar's only concern over the last 12 years. The Persian Gulf nation's oppressively hot weather forced the World Cup to be moved from its conventional summer slot to the cooler November and December. Additionally, there was an outcry over human rights abuses. A 2013 report in the Guardian exposed the reality behind the construction of World Cup infrastructure, as well as the high number of deaths caused by extreme heat and workplace accidents. With only about two months left, how will Qatar fix the issues brought up by the fans? Addressing the chaos that took place during the Luzel Super Cup, a representative from the Supreme Committee for Delivery and Legacy told Reuters that the game was intended to pinpoint operational problems. And take notes for a seamless World Cup experience. One can only hope all the problems are fixed before 1.2 million people stream in. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with a food for thought. Hello, I'm Farheen Khan, and this is the deep dive for September 15, 2022. India's first chip factory is coming up in Gujarat. Multinational mining company Vedanta and Taiwanese electronics manufacturing giant Foxconn will be investing 20 billion dollars or about 1.54 lakh crore rupees to set up this plant. With this, Vedanta's chairman Anil Agarwal said India's own Silicon Valley is a step closer now. The journey from being a chip taker to a chip maker has officially begun. Before all this, the only public sector semiconductor unit, Semiconductor Complex Limited or SCL, that was set up in 1984 in Mohali, was gutted in a fire in 1989 and subsequently wound up. But why this is consequential is because India wants a slice of the global chip production. 
In one of our previous episodes of the Signal Daily, we had talked about the global chip race that comes amid an ongoing chip shortage. If you happen to miss that episode, you can find a link to it on our show notes. But the TLDR version is that chips are needed everywhere, not just phones, computers or automobiles, but entire defense systems, banking, healthcare, all of it rely on semiconductor chips. And this global chip crunch has wreaked havoc on global supply chains, affecting the automobile and the electronic sectors of countries like the US and China, thinking that they need to boost their chip production and become self-reliant. Like them, India also wants to cut down its imports, especially from China, with which it's always had its rocky ties. According to a CNBC report, in 2020, the country's demand for semiconductors stood at 1.1 lakh crore rupees and 100% of the chip demand was met through imports and its demand is projected to increase to $80 billion by 2025 and $110 billion by the end of the decade. So lately, there's been a state-backed Atmanirbhar push into chip-making with the Modi government saying that in the current geopolitical scenario, trusted sources of semiconductors and displays hold strategic importance and are key to the security of critical information infrastructure. The government also approved a $10 billion or roughly rupees 76,000 crore worth package in December 2021 to woo semiconductor and display manufacturers to establish the country as a global electronics manufacturing hub. And this plan that is coming up in Ahmedabad is one of the tactile results of this plan being put into motion. Vedanta is the fourth company to announce a chip plant location in India. On a separate note, Vedanta is also in the Apple iPhone race and is going to be setting up a hub to manufacture Apple iPhones and other television equipment in Maharashtra. But anyway, besides Vedanta, Singapore-based IGSS proposed to set up a Rs 26,000 crore fabrication unit in Tamil Nadu and International Semiconductor Consortium ISMC announced its plans to invest $3 billion in a chip fab in Karnataka. Bengaluru-based Rajesh Exports have also reportedly announced plans of a $3 billion investment to set up a fab display unit in Telangana. Yet with the US, China and even the EU also trying to up their domestic chip productions, how far will India succeed in being a global chip maker is something that will be left to be seen. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. The episode was written, researched and produced by Shorburi and Manaswini. Edited by Venkat Anand and Jaydeep Vaidya. Sound was edited and mixed by Ajay Rajput. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are thesignal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter.